Welcome everybody once again to the Liberation Frequency brought to you live from the Elderfield Sonic Workshop. This is the first podcast we've done in a very long time so we're going to call it Season 2, Episode 1. We are going to be talking about conspiracies. What makes them so interesting why do people believe in them what is a conspiracy and what are some of the more popular ones and to do that i have with me here in the studio dan collicott hello imran mirza hello and an empty seat where tj's supposed to be (laughs) so conspiracies Shall we start with the definition of a conspiracy? I see you've got notes. I've actually got the Wikipedia definition of a conspiracy right in front of me. Well, that's great. It's a, to... pretty, it's a pretty good definition. Go for it. Uh, a conspiracy theory is an explanatory hypoth- hypothesis that accuses two or more persons, a group or an organisation, of having caused or covered up through secret planning and deliberate action an event or situation which is typically taken to be illegal or harmful cover every base with that that, wow. that one sentence don't they I, I never knew it was illegal or harmful um, otherwise it's a secret yeah because <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's probably the difference isn't it one, I think one of the important things is what a conspiracy is not right um, and a conspiracy is not necessarily a fiction so just because something is a conspiracy it doesn't mean it's not true and that sounds like a strange thing to say mm. but a lot of people the word conspiracy has become a label that that you might that one group of people might use to describe the mad thinking of another group of people so you guys believe something i think it's nonsense so then i say they've got a conspiracy theory but the numbers Just, game is always the important thing because if it was, you know, we couldn't say what you were conspiring against us. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. always the numbers game, isn't it? Which is what that definition but entails as to, well. To, 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 or to paraphrase it and to use a popular term, just because you're paranoid, it doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> Conspiracies aren't necessarily make-believe. There no. are. So maybe we should start this discussion with a few examples of conspiracies which are real. Okay. Watergate. Yeah. for instance, is a very good example of one. But that kind of contradicts that definition because I always kind of look at the things that are true. It's like it's the minority protecting the majority from an awkward or uneven truth. What, that's what you think a conspiracy is? It can be, not, not the definition. But sometimes in the case, you know, and obviously I know we're going to segue onto films and music around this, but it's usually the few making a judgment that a majority can't handle a set of facts that might challenge certain areas of society or previous truths or history. Sometimes, but what if a, cons- what if a conspiracy is a, a, co- a coalition of lies to cover up a misdoing? Mm. So, for instance... You know, I've murdered someone Hmm. and I'm in a position of power. And should that get out, that would not only weaken me, send me to jail, it might weaken all my supporters. So therefore, all my supporters conspire to keep the murder I've committed hidden so that they don't have their positions weakened because I'm a murderer. That would be a a classic conspiracy. That's the... 
the knee-jerk response to conspiracy, the, the negative light. You, Dan, oddly romanticised conspiracy, and you're not the person I would have thought would. <laughs> not in a bad way, but you're true. absolutely right, because conspiracy does... Uh, there's something about the word conspiracy that does imply negative mm. connotations, but... Because everything Dan has said is absolutely right, and neither right, which us brings argue, me back to what a conspiracy is not. A conspiracy is not necessarily a fantasy or something negative, which is kind of what I meant. Because it has become this branding that you put on ideas to belittle them. You know, yeah. these days, if you say uh, he believes in conspiracy theories, it's almost mm-hmm. like saying he's a nutter. As I was saying to you earlier today, it's almost. Uh, conspiracy theories in that light are at a par with superstition and astrology. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are people who are superstitious and in in our modern world, there's a very large, I want to say majority of numbers who believe that superstitions are nonsense. And if you say he's a bit superstitious about someone, you're kind of saying he's a little bit crazy. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to put the put a fairly sombre tone, but I'm going to put the exclamation point on what you just said. As mm. uh, so one part of my notes in 2010, um, a psychology professor called Viran Swamy did tests into um, and why why the type of person that gets involved or or sort of immersed in conspiracy theories. His results. They're actually quite sad, a bit sombre. But um, apparently, due to his extensive um, tests, they um, appear to be the most compelling to those with low self-worth. Ooh. Yeah, especially with regard to their sense of agency in the world at large. It's the sense of powerlessness, and they're unable to control something. Right. And that's apparently the which I, deduction, which, which is almost exactly... Yeah, that goes down with just what you're saying with with superstition and astrology. (laughs) What can I just say? Because astrology is a belief that movements in the sky, like the position of the stars, affect, but based on when you were born, affect what happens in your everyday life. What what is more powerless than that? The fact that the idea that your path through life is completely defined by <laughs> celestial movements, right? Yeah. So that, that 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 is on a you know when you when you put it like that, mm. it does sound crazy. But um, I say sound because I believe in this. No, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I think um, some forms of superstition, um, not all, but have grown over time. So we don't, or distorted over time. So we don't necessarily know. The, the root, you know, the, the cause, what, what that superstition was. It might have been something that was played out in life that was a little bit more realistic and factual that over the course of time has lost its rooting in whatever culture that emanated from and become, you know, it's, it's like um, uh, fables and stories yes. that kind of, you know, Chinese whispers. I think some superstitions are like that. I, to be honest, probably all of them are. They probably all got some root in what somebody thought was a fact. But then again, devaluing it a little bit and bringing it down to a very stupid and base level. Some people believe that, you know, you go to a football match and your team wins amazingly. You're you're suddenly, some people are taken to the belief that it's their lucky pants or socks that they wore or something about their state or being that they then have to maintain every time they go back. Well, there's a whole discussion about mascots, right? There. Mascots, yes. <laughs> but anyway, that, yes, I see that, yes. But 
interestingly, that, and this actually brings us, will bring us back to conspiracies nicely because it's a, there's a desire in people to want to believe in stuff like that. You yeah. want to believe that there's that little bit extra, it's the same belief in luck. It's you escapism. Know, yeah, that can, that, that can turn the odds in your favour. Conspiracy theories, I suppose, or can, the fact that it, maybe it's the idea that there's some other mechanism controlling your life which will explain why things don't go the way you want them to it's a get, almost like a get out clause mm. you know what I mean I've done my best the only reason this could have failed is because of X, Y and Z is against me and that is like superstition isn't it but yeah. it's you know it's, it's the government it's the government it's the you know it's the man it's the system it's whatever it is that's uh... yeah I mean I think it's pretty much building on what Imran was saying it's disillusionment with the world around you and it's much some more seductive to create something else that you you feel more comfortable that you can believe in that you can dismiss the card you've been dealt or even just but a fantasy to indulge in but that would be the case only if all conspiracies were false but like yeah. i said that is not the case there yes. are many conspiracies which actually are not false and have been shown to be very real and in fact they're the ones that no one knew anything about until they were revealed so, for instance, like Watergate is a, is a good example. Um, the JFK assassination. Well, I was, that, that we were talking about that earlier. Let, let's start with mm-hmm. JFK. It's probably one of the best ones to, to because there's lots of people alive who are around when it happened, um, and we've all seen the Oliver Stone film. Now, one of the things I was saying to you earlier, and this brings us into the world of, of, of pop culture, Oliver Stone made a very convincing film about JFK, right? which isn't the first and it won't be the last and it wasn't the beginning of the conspiracy theory. But I suspect that many people going to see that movie believe that everything he presented was actual fact. Like a documentary. Like a documentary. And it's not a documentary, it was dramatised. And he used facts, as we know, but the truth of the matter is we don't have all the answers. He certainly didn't have all the answers. I believe if he did have all the answers, and that's what it was, he'd be a dead man now and the film would never have been released. He believed he was on the verge of being taken out, didn't he, for yeah. quite a long time. He he felt he was any day away from... Because he had conviction in what he was, mm. in the film he was making. The, pro- the, the thing is, that film is so well made and it had such a big rafter of Hollywood stars in it and it had so much momentum behind it. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that he portrayed in that film now has entered the common sense, the common man's factual database, do you know what I mean? Whether it's true or not. Does that make sense? It's completely untrue, though, because we know who killed JFK was the comedian. (laughs) I made a Watchmen gag, everybody. Um, I I thought you were going to say George Bush Senior. (laughs) I saw a documentary, right, which sought to prove that George Bush Senior (laughs) actually pulled the trigger on JFK. What? Yes, yeah, right. Okay, and now... And, and it was a, and he had to do it as a rite of passage in order to be in the upper uh, uh, echelons of the CIA because he was director of the CIA for a while before he was president of the USA. Really? Yeah, and this and this documentary I saw, which was like a homespun affair, which I mean, pre it's pre YouTube. Now it's the kind of thing that would just be on YouTube, and it probably is, right? Um, and it shows documented evidence of 
uh, of of of, how, of you know the setup, the history of George Bush. You know, it presents yeah in a very JFK kind of way. But the interesting thing is what he uses as the guy who made it. What he uses as his like like evidential proof are scenes from movies. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So as can be seen in this clip from the JFK film, just a second. That's that, that that's a drama. You know. So. But there, there was a documentary recently about JFK. I don't know if you saw either of you saw that. Mm. That was well. I mean, it was presenting something as fairly factual, and that was. And I'm not an expert on this, but I think the the second bullet fired or the second gun fired. There was um, there's a, obviously various theories about the angle it came at being different from the first shots fired or something something around those lines that you know the That's the, the, the second shooter right yes yeah, the second shooter is is one of the, <clears throat> the biggest theories mm. isn't it and if i recall and i should really have um, done a bit more research on this but it hit one of the they they believe it hit one of the um the overhead traffic lights or some kind of it's a traffic light or or a sign, and it was actually a ricochet. And I, th- I, I believe they actually have, you know, footage of or, or picture of the you know the, the the dent from the bullet. So it's completely, you know, taken away that 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 conspiracy theory that's been there for a long time, amplified massively by um, JFK and and every other kind of film and spin-off series i mean there was there was um there's been so much smoke and bluster about the whole sure. the, the whole family that the, the curse oh yeah the curse of like the kennedys mm. you know bobby kennedy how many of them have died uh um, well bobby kennedy got assassinated yes, a couple of years later mm-hmm. or five years later or however long and then there's another kennedy i think that died in Suspicious circumstances. Oh, there's more than one. I think yeah. there's about there's been about five or six Kennedys that have died, and then there's been you know some of the outer relatives have died in suspicious circumstances. But it's always kind of interesting going back to the the conspiracy can equal fact thing. The part of the whole conspiracy of his death entwined in it was both the brothers' involvement with Marilyn Monroe. And that there was some kind of underpinning scandal there, and I remember kind of growing up thinking that that was part of a conspiracy. As in, I didn't think or know it was fact. Whereas it turns out that one of the one of the few layers of that whole thing that is is accepted is that they did, or at least one of them, you know, JFK himself did definitely have an affair with Marilyn Monroe. So some bits, which leads to the conspiracies of her passing as well. Well, absolutely, yeah. But then there are other uh, conspiracies that people want to believe in that are less believable. Mm. And I think in future discussions we'll talk more about some of these. But some of the ones that have come up in my little bit of research last week, popular theory. So we've got the moon landings, <laughs> the idea that the moon landings were faked. Um, and we never went to the moon for a variety of reasons, right? Now, there was a very interesting, I've got to say it's a Fox documentary, which I have somewhere, if anybody wants to watch it, called Did We Go to the Moon? I watched this about 10 years ago. Going into this documentary, 
you're like, this is nonsense, right? <laughs> I guarantee you, you watch for 45 minutes and you will be like, hmm, <laughs> conspiracy theories 20, NASA nil. <laughs> Isn't uh, one of the but, things about the flag, the shadow of yeah, the flag? Yeah, it's all of that. The shadow of the flag, the brightness, the photograph, the this, the that, the cosmic rays. There's literally about 10 reasons they give, maybe mm-hmm. more, as to why it wasn't possible at the time to go to the moon. Um, a little it was bit a of research, race, wasn't it? At yeah, the time? A, a little bit of research afterwards, and nearly all of them can be debunked, right? Pretty much all of them. In fact, <laughs> I think all of them can be. The question is whether you believe the debunking or not the counter arguments. That's, that's what it comes down to. Personally, I find it very hard to believe that an operation of that size could be faked. I, I just find it hard to believe that. But then that's the whole point. It's a conspiracy. Ha-ha! You know, that's, a, that's what they'll say. Ha-ha! It's because people believe that, that they're able to do it. You know, I mean, uh, to me, a simpler, a simpler solution, a simpler answer to the moon landing thing would be they did send people to the moon, but they weren't sure if they were going to make it. So they also got a bunch of astronauts in the studio. Yeah, that's the one I believe. And uh, so maybe some of the footage and some sake. of the photos that are out there actually are fake. Because the stuff that they got was shit. Um, And one of the things that's quite compelling in that documentary is is about the photographs. Because apparently the the, the camera equipment they had with them, it's not really considered to be able to take that level of photography. Some of the pictures that you see from Moonlands are amazing, right? However, the bunkers will say, yeah, but they took thousands of pictures. You're going to get at least three good ones out of that. You know, so do you know what I mean? So that's another one. Then there's a more recent one which I'd never, I'd never heard of until recently: the Age of Mankind. Well, I didn't know that this was a conspiracy theory. So the Age of Mankind is commonly of modern man is meant to be, I think it's twenty thousand years old or two hundred thousand years. I'm not sure. Either. It's either twenty or two hundred thousand years. And this conspiracy says that no, we've got proof that mankind, modern man, has been on the planet for eight hundred thousand years. And there's lots of fossil record that shows that. But because it can uh, contest with what we know, what we've been taught in academia, it's hushed up, it's covered over, because it would disprove lots of other scientific stuff. Now, I'd never come across this before. Wow. Wow. Right? Um, there is well, a- they did find, didn't they? There was a, um, a woman which they'd... It had been a long-standing theory that it was like a Yeti woman... A woman in, I think it might have been Russia. I'm getting, but basically, they they had at one point thought that this this woman was another branch of Neanderthal man, right? Uh, or they wanted to believe it was a Bigfoot or Yeti, mm. and it turned out that um, Sasquatch, yeah. And I think it turned out recently that the, the um, you know the, the remains, yeah, it was kind of halfway true that they think that. That it was from a branch, slightly different branch of Neanderthal man that we didn't know existed and right. could have therefore, you know, branched off, maybe existed before, you know, common records about, you know, where we came into it. So it's quite interesting that, um, yeah, you're mentioning this as well. Yeah. Um, there is the conspiracy about the pyramids, who built them. Was it even the pharaohs? Are they much older than that? There's the stuff about South America, the Incas and the Mayans and our history of, of that place and how it came to be. 
Um, Can but, I just come back before we before we go on to that? I just want to make one. I know we're probably going to cover this off on another podcast, but just to say, if you go into YouTube and start tinkering with uh, moon landing theories, the most fantastic one is there. There's a full blown YouTube documentary. I think it was actually on TV and it's been ported to YouTube where the claim I'll just I'll just do this this just one snippet of it is that basically when um Neil Armstrong and the other astronauts got there um and when they were putting the flag in there is a, a theory and I've heard this a number of times and it doesn't get any more easy to swallow is that there was literally on the moon lined up at the time they were there a load of different Martian craft parked. And, yeah, as ridiculous as that sounds, you just listen to the documentary and listen to... There's some... There's, they've got various credible people who, who've worked for NASA or involved with this and sort of sign it. And, you know, like, how are you saying this? All these accounts where they're, they're trying to make out that basically... When they got there, they found Martian life, mm. and it's been covered up ever since. But anyway, for another podcast, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, well, I was going to lead to the uh, two Stonehenge, uh, the two most recent, most or two of the biggest or most popular mm. conspiracies. <clears throat> one of which being very recent in our time, and that is nine eleven. Yeah. See, I've seen the Michael Moore. It's Michael Moore, isn't it? The, mm-hmm. the filmmaker. I mean, that's. It's one of those things where you watch it, and so much of it makes sense in terms of if if all of this happened, why why is there no investigation into? Because, well, I guess the answer to that is because it's the investigators who would end up getting. Do you know what I mean? It's, it will be like uh, uh, the weapons of mass destruction thing in Iraq. The only people who are going to come out badly are our leaders. So they've got every interest find, to keep it quiet. I always find it That's, funny that... You know, yeah, okay, but, like, if... It's, it's kind of... It's this strange, large circle of, of... If a government can do that, how can a government allow that film to be released? Do you know what I mean? Or, like... Because um, of the lack of credibility that they can paint around it, they can immediately, again... Because what you're saying, what we're saying about a conspiracy. How do you prevent it from being released? Well, I don't know. My initial question would be: How could they have, how you know, put into motion stuff that happened anyway? Stuff well, like, well, yeah, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Exactly. That. But, but how can you? How could you prevent the film well, from being released? Use, isn't this? Well, I'm going to use the word strong arm, but well, like use, appro- appropriate you uh, the would, studios. What you're suggesting is that you would conspire. <laughs> with other people oh yeah of course that's what I'm saying from the government perspective if the government's going to do that and then Michael Moore's got this film coming out that's going to expose that why are they you know apart from what you what you've just said mm. then, but why would the logic be well if only we could stop that film coming out it's like well you've potentially in terms of if we're following this theory through I guess they would if they were in any way found out to be doing that then it's almost like you're Validating, yeah, you're validating the subject of the documentary. Mm. If, if if they were are discovered mm. to be trying to cover up the documentary, that's validation of the documentary almost. So the best course of action is to let it go on and just say it's nonsense. Because just coming on to that, if anyone, one scientist or expert, ever 
indulges in a, in what is deemed to be a crackpot theory or a conspiracy, their work and career is often discredited and ruined from that point onwards. But just, just one point about... There was another documentary, again, with... Again, credible scientists this time, not, not what I'm talking about with the moon thing, which was just fairly ridiculous. But they were looking what into... What moon thing? I edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a conspiracy. Ooh. <laughs> they, they were looking into um, a reason why um, one of the towers collapsed so quickly. Because one of the... And again, a conspiracy theory was that um, there was a, about, you mean nine eleven? Nine eleven, yeah. One, yeah, yeah. So one of the towers in nine eleven was collapsed quicker than it should have. There are theories that, that people heard a big bang and that, oh, there I mean, was lots of, of explosions. Yeah, lots of explosions. And their theory was that it was to do with molten metal, metal getting to a certain temperature and then cascading down. And basically, in a nutshell, um, it it completely compromised the integrity of the building, forcing it to collapse in itself much quicker than they'd previously thought. Now, um, I, I can't paint the science here because I'm, I'm not a scientist, but, you know, they went to the government, the original people that investigated it, with a perfectly credible theory. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing sensationalist about it. It was literally, they, they, they proved it with science. But the, the people, you know, the scientists, the government worked with to, to do the reporting immediately wouldn't consider it because as far as they're concerned it's an it's they've shut the case they've they've presented their findings they've presented a theory and they're never going to reconsider it that is it and i i that blew my mind it's just like well hang on these, these are guys who are kind of really helping you because they're literally disproving some of the more ridiculous and damaging conspiracies and the american government are like yep yep thanks but yeah no we're not even going to. But maybe part of that, that is that you've got to move. You've got to move on from stuff. I mean, let's say, yeah. for instance, okay, let, let, let's assume, crazy as it may sound, that what actually happened that day was a bunch of terrorists flew some planes into a building and they fell down. That's what <laughs> uh, you know. Let's just let's just assume that's what happened because that's what we all saw with our own eyes. It's what hundreds of thousands of people, in fact, millions of people saw that happen. Why that can't be considered to be the truth, I don't know, mm. right? But it's a, it's a very painful, it's a very painful event. Do you know what I mean? For, for everyone involved and people not involved, sooner or later you want to put it to bed. You want to get, you know, whether, it's, whether there's another reason for it or not, why would you want to keep digging through that rubble looking for something which I'm pretty sure isn't there? You're done. So, no, well, let's not entertain any more theories. Why don't we just say that what happened was what we saw? It's not, it's, yeah. not, it's actually not that unreasonable. But statement. I don't think, but, but you're, you're con- trying to consider that, that this theory they're coming up with, this, this theory that they're coming up with is, is basically supporting that. I know, but what I'm saying is at a certain point, all you've, what you've got to say is like, fine, yes, right, but we don't need any more support. We okay. know what happened. You know, now I've very recently, and I, I mean like in the last few months, been to Ground Zero. Right. And going there, I was there two weeks before it happened. I wasn't there when it happened. Um, but I was quite shocked when I, when I saw it because I'd been at that spot two weeks earlier. And I, you know, being back there a, a few months ago um, and just being in New York a few weeks ago again, it just brings it home. It's like the, the memorial they have there is quite impressive. Um, what it is, is you've got these two sort of uh, fountain pool, in, inverted pools. Um, in the footprint of where the towers were. 
They're huge, and they are the base of the towers. And it's it, it's a very elegant memorial. It, it, you, do you know what I mean? And all the names of all the people who died that they know of are printed around the outside. And when you're in that place, you're like, you know, the, the idea that people would have done this deliberately to themselves mm. is absolute lunacy. Because the involvement, the, the, what you would need to pull it off, then there would be a lot more than a conspiracy going on. You'd never have gotten away with it. No way. No so, way. I would change it. Sort of topic a little bit. Um, I was actually at uh, Ground Zero exactly a year after. Right. Um, we were visiting friends, but we were, I was there for like a, the day or two just before that. And the most uncomfortable thing I think I've ever seen was there was a, a foreign couple, and they were literally by like the barrier, so that that's sealed off. So there's just holes in the ground at this point, and they asked someone to take a picture, and they did this this pose that you could literally have superimposed Disneyland behind them. They put the peace sign up. They were hugging, big smiles. It was the most cringy, mm. horrible thing you've ever seen. And it was like, I don't think you quite understand what you're standing in front of. It was, it was really yeah. vile. It was really vile. Sorry, I changed the topic a little bit, but so, I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, I mean, my feeling on the 9-11 stuff is that I just don't believe that they would do that to themselves. Mm. Anyway, that's my personal thought. <laughs> Bringing us to the last of the major conspiracies. There are many, many more. But of course, the last and the most popular and the favourite... Of everyone is, of course, Roswell, Area 52. Dan had the biggest grin on his face. Everybody's (laughs) favourite. Area 51. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, 52. Uh, Oh, well, see, it is Area 52. That's but they, the, that's what everyone's looking in the wrong place. <laughs> it's not next door. There's actually, no, there's actually this really <laughs> stupid book I've read called Area 52, which is about the next one over. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> it's connected to Area 51. That's literally, I think, in the story, it's, the, it's a distraction. Well, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, Area 51. Which they have admitted exists. You do know that. Well, it's not admitted. It, it, it exists. It's not even a question of admitted. It, they've never denied that Area 51 exists. No one's ever denied. No. It's, always been, it's on the map. No one's ever denied that Area 51 exists. The Americans have never said this place isn't real. It's what they do there, which is secret. Okay. It's the size of Belgium. It's huge. It's on the map. It's on the map. There's lots of places, if you look at a, like, like a geography of the continental United mm. States, there's lots of secret or you know, covered uh, areas that are owned by the US military, US army, that are, that are just literally white circles on the map or areas. There's no geographic information in them. They're blurred out of um, Google Earth, etc., etc. Their names and what they call are never, have never been secret. They're, they're, they're real places. But they also don't deny the existence of... You, because people fixate, fixate on... The word UFO. Right. All UFO means is unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean oh, it's an alien in the sky. No. It just means you can't explain what that is. Yeah. And there's so many documents that have been released under the um, the Official Secrets Act. All kinds of various different reports from the military and civil aviation stating that they have seen various different sightings and unidentified objects so I don't think there's no real conspiracy there to say that there aren't things out there that aren't explained but it's just the interpretation right can I do one more big conspiracy theory go for it yeah I'll do it as quickly as possible but one of my favourite ones one of the oldest ones is Pearl Harbor 
Oh, well, they, the Americans knew it was coming and they wanted a reason to get into the war. Yes. Right. And even better than that, well, first of all... See, I don't even see that as a conspiracy. To me, that's historical fact. But, <laughs> but, but I suppose it is a conspiracy. If that's the truth, that would have been a conspiracy because well, they would have known. Well, the first thing was that the, all the major vessels, you know, the aircraft carriers were on a manoeuvre that day. So it was barely, uh, apparently, barely 10% of their naval fleet. But the best one, and I think I heard this not that long ago, is that there was, it was exposed that there was British intelligence, which even in that day and age, where I appreciate communications were on a different level to now, but even then, there's, there's theories that pretty much state that we knew it was going to happen, we knew it was hap- you know, about to happen, and we could have let the Americans know. Oh, I see. And we didn't. Well, whether sorry, or not sorry we American <laughs> listeners. We're, because... we're really, really... Dan is personally sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is stated that there was intelligence. Whether or not it was to the, on the nose that literally said, we knew at this time, this hour, that was going to happen. Very unlikely, but it is believed that we knew, you know, literally down to the, the day or week what the uh, Japanese were planning. Mm. So there we go. Now, just to sort of bring it round to where, where we're heading with this. So if we look at film and TV and comics and media and stuff, you know, I would say that a very large number of popular movies are completely driven by conspiracy. In fact, if you look at current modern American-made TV, most of it, most of the storylines are predicated around people having secrets denying secrets from each other and not trusting each other. Pick a TV series. House of Cards. There you go. Exactly. Well, it's all about That's secrets. the most pick a, one. Pick another one. Uh, I guess there's... Shield. Shield. Okay. Now, now, I'm not trying to say, say the obvious with Shield, but actually the core of, of that is, you know, Coulson's keeping secrets from Fury, he's keeping secrets from this person. Can I trust you? You told me this. I can't trust you anymore, Agent Ward, because you knew about my mum. Sky doesn't trust Dad anymore because but it's all about secrets and denial. Even the concept of that agency existing is yes. a secret government agency, yeah. in essence. Uh, whether it's lost, even something quite innocent, like Once Upon a Time. It, yeah, whether it's uh, a superhero thing like Arrow or whether it's uh, something like Desperate Housewives, every it seems like every modern um, TV drama is based around secrets and conspiracy. Now, I thought in order to have good drama, you needed conflict. But I didn't realise that the only way these days we can get conflict is through secrets and lies. It is interesting, though, isn't it? When you because I, I think even from even like a, a political thriller, be it a film or a TV show, it revolves around that complete distrust of that system from these sad, lonely, and people of low self-worth. <laughs> As stated by Viran Swami, not myself in any way, but it's, it's that lack of faith in the system and it's that deconstruction of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, if, but, that's, but where we are now, if you look at TV and film, say, 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, let's say, I don't know what the cut-off date, but let's say pre-9-11 maybe? I think while we were preparing for this podcast, Dan sent an email where he listed a bunch of sci-fi-related things and it was, it was amazing that every one of those sci-fi films were really rooted in... in Can we have uh, the list? 
Um, well, I guess we're doing that for the next one. Yeah. Oh, so okay, right, right, that right, was, right, yeah. yeah. So, but the, the the point I was making. So I I tried to look up top grossing films of 2014 and 13 and things like that to see how many films would have been impacted by the notion of conspiracy. They're all Marvel, really. <laughs> so it's that aside. But it, I think it actually goes way a lot further back than what you're. Oh, really? What you're. Well, fun fact: the earliest thing, the earliest note of conspiracy that I could find. Uh, was was from uh, the Thirty Nine Steps, which is a I didn't know it was a book first. It's obviously a Hitchcock film in the thirties. Right. Yeah. The, the book, yeah. yes, and uh, the, the the book actually came out in nineteen fifteen. But there's a whole series of even uh, of, of political thrillers that came out. I think from the sixties and seventies, we talked about the Watergate scandal. And I think once you open your mind to the fact that not everything right, you see okay. from the news is is as is, creatively you've got the biggest open canvas in the world, haven't you? Mm. The biggest blank canvas in the world. Now I think there's been a lot of political thrillers so do you think that's what it is is it is our minds opening to is our minds being open to everything we see in the news it's that question mark absolutely so so maybe it is the Watergate scandal yeah because that that, yeah but that was a democratic system that was deconstructed straight away and it was like oh that's that was quite a big deal but I do think like I mean I've said this before on other podcasts on slightly different topics but what drives our interest if you look at for instance TV shows from the 80s right they're detective thrillers Right, that were the most popular ones, whether it was Magnum or uh, um, Heart to Heart or The Fall Guy or whatever it was. It was somebody investigating a murder or something, whether they were a cop or not. Right? Then in the nineties, you get the paranormal, supernatural stuff: Buffy, Charmed, X-Files. Angel, X Files, that kind of stuff. Well, then the X Files comes along and starts to bring in. You know, there's a mixture of everything there, but it starts to move along towards the conspiracy. And then in the noughties, we had a lot of reality stuff. Right now, we seem to be in locked in a world of pretty much every single major TV show revolves around some kind of. Start, I think it starts with Lost. And goes through things like flash forward and so some mysterious fringe, some mysterious events that can only be explained by by a government level conspiracy. Even the bringing back of an old British TV series from the seventies, like the Tomorrow People, which in the seventies was a kids' TV show about a group of people trying to better the world, right, and working against bad folk, right, uh, in the, in the shadows, right. In now is just a full-on U.S. government conspiracy show. Mm. It's completely... I don't know if you've ever seen the New no. Tomorrow People. You know, um, and that seems to be where we are now. So that's obviously because that's what audiences want or believe. And it's only been strengthened, of course, by the recent revelations by people like Edward Snowden or Julian Assange and stuff, mm, yeah. which kind of do draw a line underneath where, you know, uh, where we are. I mean, let's face it. All the words we've said on this podcast will be scanned by a computer at the NSA. Added together, we'll probably reach a number, and then from now on, we're all going to be watched. Well, look at so- it sounds ridiculous, but it's probably true. Look at social media, because you know, as Imo was saying, we now question everything. Not, not, we don't look at news and the media we consume as black and white. But social media isn't that just a way of getting us to track and spy on each other? You well, think of it. I think one thing that social media has done, uh, and I'm, you know, is that it's like we were talking with a colleague of mine today, um, who will be mentioned in the big ups later. Um, that uh, you know, on someone can post some random rubbish, made up fact on Facebook, 
And because people can't be bothered to corroborate data or look stuff up or look at their own research, they might like it or share it. And enough people do that, someone along it, it will be it will enter the world as fact. I'm sure we could do this. I'm sure we could make up some really ridiculous stuff, hmm. present it in a certain way, and see how long it takes to appear on a Wikipedia page of otherwise good credibility. You know what I mean? Because we live in a world now where people just believe the first thing they read. Like people don't, I feel like people don't read the news. They read the head news headlines as they're presented. And they'll say, did you see the news today? And what they mean is they read the headline on the front cover of the Metro from across the train carriage. <laughs> and, that's, and, and therefore they have seen the news today. But even newspapers will, don't go too much off topic, but even newspapers will cite something that Joe Bloggs would have said on Twitter. Yeah. As, you know, in terms of an out- outcry about this, Steve on Twitter said this. <laughs> oh, it has credence because it's the written word and it's out there. Not Steve said on the train even, to his friends. Even though Steve on Twitter could have been Mandy aged nine. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it is scary that everyone in some form or another has an opinion online and is delivering that opinion. Well, yeah. And I've just realised we've missed probably for people living in the United Kingdom, the biggest conspiracy of our time. I was going to come up there. Yeah, um, I don't know if you were going to get to that, but I've just realised now we completely missed the whole hacking scandal. Now, if that's not a conspiracy, I don't know what is. See, well, right? I thought he was going to go Diana. I was. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Wait, wait, when you said hacking, I went, oh. No, no, Diana, that's a good conspiracy in terms of, you know, they killed her off, blah, blah, blah. But what I mean is the hacking scandal, again, is an example of something which is, it was a conspiracy and was real. That's not fictitious. They were really tapping into people's um, answering machine messages, withholding answers, you know, changing things so that like the parents of that girl weren't uh who went missing or was murdered i can't remember what her name was now Andy? um they didn't get was it, it wasn't Mar- it wasn't Mar- it wasn't Mar- oh, it was no. the other one um they didn't actually get their you know yeah. it, they effectively tampered with evidence in a murder investigation you know that that's what they, they actually believed for because the the phone got was it the phone got a message or they i can't remember but there was some yeah it was it gave it, it either gave false hope or it prolonged. Yeah. So it was, but that that whole terrible. hacking scandal that is a real that's a, a full on conspiracy. You know the editors, people knew it was going on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. People were conspiring to what was your description? Conspiring together to. Oh. Uh, 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 yeah. No, right. A group of organisation having caused or covered up through secret planning and deliberate action an event or situation which is typically taken to be legal or harmful. There you go. Mm. That by that definition, the hacking scandal is a conspiracy, but it's not made up. It's not madness. And maybe five years ago, if you'd suggested that, people would have said, <laughs> "He believe that's crazy talk." But no, it's not. And because so many things like that have been shown to be true, maybe that's why it's so easy for people to believe. That, that, well, if that's true, then maybe exactly Elvis does live on the moon. Wait, it's exactly you know? that. That you need conspiracies in the first place for there to be conspiracy theories. They can't exist. You can't, otherwise, it's people just making random things up. Mm. You know, there they have to have been these exposed flaws within these systems for people to have questioned everything that they've seen afterwards. And, you know, one we haven't talked about in terms of, we've talked about like the government and stuff, but we haven't talked about the church. 
and like in, and the impact on the media in terms of Da Vinci Code and things like that, which is probably one for the yes. topic. And we haven't spoken spoken about stuff about the music industry. No, We've no. not approached spoken about uh, the oppression of the black man in America. Um, and various conspiracies surrounding that. I have one conspiracy that sums up both of those. What's that? Music industry. I had, there was a couple of music ones I looked up about how um, uh, CEO record labels had got together to create gangster rap in the very, right. very yeah, early yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. to relate privately owned prisons. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about that <laughs> on another podcast. There's also, the, I don't know if any of you ever saw the Louis Theroux Weird Weekend where they, he goes to like the Black Power people and at the end of the thing, they're showing him, they're taking him through the book and they show like, William Shakespeare? Yeah, he was black. Um, <laughs> Like, like, he's like, name a person from history, and they name these people, and they're he's, and they've got like these pictures of like William Shakespeare. Well, I'm pretty sure they've coloured it in black. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's, there's a classic comedy conspiracy where they're like, uh, peanut butter was it? Was it peanut butter was invented by a black man? They took it away from him. It <laughs> 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 was actually so, topically today. Uh, there was a report about former England manager Graham Taylor. Yep. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. yes. But he was on the radio. I heard him on the radio today denying it. Yeah, so he, he never said he that. He has denied it. But, but just to let the listeners know, he, uh, well, there was, uh, I don't know who, who went on record quoting that Graham Taylor had basically told him at a party. Yeah, he, he said it was, it was at some party in what, for Watford Football Club yeah, or something that, like that. that two high-ranking members of the, uh, of the FA had told him to have less or uh, not go past a certain ratio of black players in the national team. Yeah. So they didn't want the team to be that black, basically, in a nutshell, you know. Um, yeah. other, so, anyway, so we've we basically looked at why, uh, at, you know, we've, we've discussed the basis behind conspiracy. So, in our forthcoming podcast we're going to look a little bit closely at some sci-fi conspiracies um and uh, and their role in film and tv and some of the better portrayals of both of political and we're going to look at the music industry ones as well that's going to be another podcast um for now we think we've come to the end of this this discussion and i think before we go it's time for some big ups First of all, I'd like to pick up all the listeners who are listening to this that have stayed with us, even though we haven't done anything for nearly a year and have been with us since the beginning. You are our true liberated irregulars. Um, I'd like to I'd like to pick up Dave Tovel, who we chatted with on the way here today on the on the on the trip tube and gave us his opinion on a few conspiracies. Um, Imran? Uh, I've got three names um, uh, but the highlight of thing you just said as well is that lovely sentiment uh, I'll add Julie Burton Angeline Morrison and Nick Radford thank you very much for listening gang and I'd like to big up TJ who unfortunately got caught up at work and couldn't make the podcast isn't that a little down Huh? We don't big. We can't big him up. He's not here. Well, yeah, he's little him down. I, no, I just want to let him know that we we still love him and we think of him and we will get him back on the podcast soon. I'll big up the steak that he's going to bring next oh, time and the steak. But TJ yeah. fans need to know this. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I'll big up TJ because he he gives us freebies. He does. Do you see how I'm motivated for? Okay. <laughs> anyway, big up yourself. I.
Is this a new eye? I've man. done that in a long time. <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, yeah. it did. Turning everything on its head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>